Moroni bid us farewell three times in his records, first in Mormon when the Lamanites destroyed his people, and he thought he'd only have time and space to write but a few things at the end of his father's record. He lived longer than he expected and included his abridgment of the Jaredite record in the Book of Ether, along with a second farewell. Then Moroni had supposed not to have written more, but the Lord preserved his life, and he hoped to write a few more things that perhaps they may be of worth unto my brethren. He found time and room on the plates, and in Moroni chapter 1, he wrote that there were still a few Nephites left that were being put to death by the Lamanites, if they would not deny Christ. Moroni told us he would die first rather than deny the Savior. He'd been alone for over 36 years, and while hiding from the Lamanites, he continued to write because of his concern for the welfare of their descendants. Moroni had an important role in the restoration of the church. He appeared to Joseph Smith 22 times and may have dedicated the sites of at least four temples. The Book of Mormon begins with Nephi saying, I will go and do, and ends with Moroni going and doing what he'd been commanded to do. From 385 to 421 AD, he fulfilled his duty to us and the Lord by keeping charge of the sacred records and writing what he knew we'd need in our day. Nearly every major event of the Restoration between the First Vision and the organization of the Church related to the Book of Mormon. Moroni first visited Joseph Smith in 1823, and then every year until 1827, when he gave him the plates. Most of the translation was done in 1829. The first copies of the book were printed in March 1830, and the Church was organized one week later on April 6th. In the first six chapters of Moroni, this faithful prophet gave early church members a basic handbook of instruction of how to run a branch, conduct church affairs, and how to perform gospel ordinances, such as baptism, bestowing the gift of the Holy Ghost, ordaining priests and teachers, and administering the sacrament. Very little was written about how these important gospel ordinances were performed until Moroni explained them in chapters 2 through 5. His teachings help us see that these same ordinances that existed in the Savior's early church continue in the same way in our time. They help us fulfill our responsibility as church members to strengthen and keep one another in the right way, as Moroni exhorted in Moroni chapter 6, verse 4 that perhaps they may be of worth unto my brethren, the Lamanites, in some future day, according to the will of the Lord. Moroni shared a few more things in chapter 2 and taught how important it was to have the Holy Ghost and how it was conferred. He described the Savior's words to his Nephite disciples when he laid his hands upon them and instructed them how to bestow the gift of the Holy Ghost to others by the laying on of hands in his name. Moroni chapter 3 describes how priesthood power is received by the laying on of hands, by those who have previously had hands laid upon them. Priesthood authority can be traced back to Jesus Christ through a line of authority. The Savior's disciples ordained priests and teachers to preach repentance and remission of sins, which responsibilities are similar to those of priesthood holders in our time. Moroni chapters 4 through 5 describe the manner of administering the sacrament. We covenant to do certain things when we eat the bread and drink from the cup. 
We're commanded to ask the Father to sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, and we witness that we're willing to take upon us Christ's name, always remember him, and keep his commandments. The language in the prayer for the water suggests we make a covenant that we're not just willing to always remember him, but that we do always remember him. This prayer reminds us that this sacred ordinance is in remembrance of the blood of thy Son, which was shed for them, and that the Savior performed the atonement for each of us. We are commanded to remember, follow, and obey the Savior, and he promises us that when we worthily partake of the sacrament, we may have his Spirit to be with us. How we experience the manifestations of the Spirit in our life can be a good test of how we're living and if we're partaking worthily of these emblems. The Apostle Paul told us to examine ourselves before the sacrament so we can partake of it reverently and worthily. We can ask ourselves, Have I taken his name and behaved as a member of his family should? Have I kept his commandments and repented for any mistakes I've made since the last time I partook of the sacrament? And have I remembered the Savior, his life, mercy, atonement, and teachings? Moroni chapter 6 is like a mini handbook of instructions. And Moroni wanted us to know how the church was administered in ancient times, much as we do in our time. He explained what is needed to prepare for baptism and that we should continue to fulfill these requirements after this ordinance. We need to bring forth fruit to demonstrate our worthiness. We need to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. We need to witness to the church that we have repented of all their sins. We are expected to take upon us the name of Christ, and we should have a determination to serve him to the end. Fulfilling these requirements, converts were then baptized, cleansed by the Holy Spirit, and numbered among the people of the church. Moroni taught us in chapter 6, verse 4, that after people were baptized and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they were numbered among the people of the Church of Christ, and their names were taken. It was important to record these new converts' names to protect and preserve their membership, so they'd be remembered and nourished by the good word of God to keep them in the right way. Just as we've promised to remember Christ, his church has prepared and planned to remember us. Moroni gave us a wonderful explanation of the purpose of church meetings. The church did meet together oft to fast and to pray, and to speak one with another concerning the welfare of their souls. Meeting together often to partake of the sacrament, fasting and praying together, gives an opportunity for all members, both new and old, to speak to each other and lift and ease each other's burdens. Moroni taught the need to forgive each other and wrote in chapter 6, verse 8, As oft as they repented and sought forgiveness, with real intent they were forgiven. But Moroni also explained the need to keep the church free from iniquity, and those who had sinned but did not confess or repent had their names removed from the rolls. Moroni taught in chapter 6, verse 9, how church meetings were to be conducted after the manner of the workings of the Spirit, and what each of us can do to invite the Spirit into our meetings. He seemed to describe meetings without too much pre-planned structure, where people met and were guided by the Spirit. Those who presided planned their meetings as they were moved by the Spirit, just as we do in our time. We are grateful to Moroni for his obedience, example, and contribution to the restoration of the gospel. 
we should follow his counsel and that of our own prophet to remember, nourish, and strengthen one another as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and make sure that no one ever feels unnoticed or unloved. And these are chapters 1 through 6 of Moroni in the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. I enjoy reading your comments each week. You can help support the creation of these videos by downloading the activity puzzles and coloring pages on the PonderFun Etsy site shown in the description below. Visit our Facebook page for weekly announcements of upcoming videos and giveaways. The audio for these are available to listen to on a podcast. Please share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them, and I'll keep making new ones. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.